Razorback fans, we have officially hit the month of August, which you know what that means. Fall camp is about to get underway, but it also means watch list season is in full effect. Which one of these Razorback players will have the best chance of actually winning the award? We'll talk about the bracket that got released in the Razorback trip to Maui for the Maui Invitational for Razorback Basketball, and as well as a big thank you to all of you who subscribe. This is the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. As we know that since it's August, football season, man, it, it, like it's crazy to think about just a month, roughly, away from college football really starting up. In fact, we have football this month, if you really want to look at it from uh, that perspective. But uh, this year has been flying by, and I know that everyone always says the older you get usually is the faster that it moves, and I think there's a lot of truth to that, but here we are now in the month of August getting ready for football season, and can't wait to hear from Sam Pittman, some of the coaches, some of the players, and everybody during fall camp in order to get the uh, get the what's what and the update on how everything's going. But one of the things I wanted to discuss today is something that maybe gets uh, a little bit joked about or made fun of or mocked. And I even do it the same way. If you look at my little uh, uh, whiteboard up here, uh, you'll see my sarcasm uh, surrounding it. And it is watch list season, which I think that there is a little bit of merit to getting named to an award watch list where, you know, certain players can have that. It's kind of maybe something to work towards. Maybe it's a, like a little bit of a, a preseason honor before the season starts to kind of show, hey, we got our eye on you. We're watching you. I mean, that's essentially what it comes down to. But I also think that there's something ridiculous about when you a player gets named to a watch list award that has 85 other players on it. You know, I think that's a little bit of a, of a, of a stretch. I think that's kind of like saying that Arkansas, as a football team, uh, they're on the uh, national championship watch list with 130 other teams that have a chance to win the national championship this year. Okay. Yeah, we know. Like that type of thing, I think it gets a little bit over the top. But there's a lot of Razorback fans that got mentioned into this list. And I think it's really awesome. And the fact that so many players now for Arkansas are getting put on these watch lists, uh, watch lists, lists, lists. Yeah, it's a hard word to say. Uh, but the fact that there's going to be a few of them that probably have no chance at it, or at least they're going to have to have the season of their life in order to win it. So I wanted to kind of look at it and go through it and look at all the award watch list that Arkansas players got put on and look at who has the best chance of actually winning the award once the season actually comes to an end. And so kind of run through them uh, here just a little bit and uh, shout out to Matt Jones of uh, whole for putting together this list so I can read it a little bit more fluidly instead of having to go through articles back and forth, back and forth. So anyways, uh, KJ Jefferson named to the Maxwell award and Davey O'Brien award. Uh, Ricky Stromberg is named to the Remington Trophy Award. Jalen Catalan to the Jim Thorpe Award, the Bronco Nagurski Award, and Chuck Bednar Bed Bednarik Award. Hopefully I said that right. Bumper Pool, linebacker, the Dick Butkus Award, uh, the Nagurski Trophy, as well as the Bednarik Award. Bednarik Award. Uh, uh, Cam Little was named to the Lou Groza Award and the Danny Warfel Trophy. Reed Bauer named to the Ray Guy Award. 
And essentially what it is is that you have best player, best quarterback, best center, best interior lineman, best defensive back, best defensive player, uh, and best defensive player for both Nagurski and the Bednarik Award. Uh, Butkus Award, Groza Award, Ray Guy Award is always for the uh, linebacker, place kicker, and best punter. And then the Warful is for community service, athletic, and academic achievement. So a lot of award watch lists that some of these Razorback football players got put on. And I'll be honest, like I think it's a lot easier to be able to distinguish who's the best quarterback or who's the best offensive player in the country. Like that's a little bit easier than say what it would be for the Remington Trophy, the center position, which Ricky Stromberg, of course, is up for as well. But either way, some of these are not very surprising. And I know that there's probably some other award watch lists that some of these players may have been put on that maybe people are paying attention to a little bit more. But honestly, when I started thinking about it, my first gut feeling went to Ricky Stromberg getting the Remington Trophy because he's somebody that has come into this season. Some people have looked at as one of the being the best centers in the SEC, if not one of the best players in the country at that position. He's a fourth year starter. He has started 32 different games um, and he is uh, also on the uh, watch list for the Outland Trophy, too, by the way. And the thing is, is that he is going to be, if he wins it, he would only be one of two Razorback players to actually win it because Jonathan Luigs was the only other center to win it uh, back in 2007. But the reason that I'm probably leaning towards Stromberg, other than the obvious reasons I just stated, is because we know that, that if there's going to be a group of players on a Sam Pittman team that's going to be elite, it's going to be the offensive line. Not only are they going to be uh, ones that are recruited at the high level of trying to bring them in, but guys that are extremely gifted in developing and extremely gifted in coaching them to be in the best position to be able to make the plays and to be able to protect the quarterback, be able to get the snap. I mean, it's just amazing how a few years ago under Chad Morris couldn't get the snap to the quarterback. And now you got uh, a guy who's up for the Remington Trophy as well as the Outland Trophy. So all those things put into place, I feel like that's probably the most obvious answer. Ricky Stromberg winning the Remington. And if he does win the Remington, to me, that really showcases that the, the offensive line in general for Arkansas has been really good this year, and that'll probably get him uh, into a position to where he'll be a first-round draft pick next year. Maybe not. Maybe not. Second round, possibly. Third round, more than likely, but at least going in one of the top three rounds. I think he'd be a top three-round pick if he ended up winning the Remington and moving on with his NFL career and uh, going that route as well. Now, maybe when you heard me go through that list, you're probably like, oh, yeah, that's obvious with Remington. But I'm going to throw you a, a little bit of a curveball when people are asking about, well, what would be the next uh, obvious one uh, that would be uh, up for uh, up for an award? Uh, we could actually win the award once the season comes to an end. And folks, I think it's going to be KJ Jefferson. Now, throw your throw your tomatoes at me because I'm sure some of you say, well, what about Jalen Catalan, the All-American or Cam Little being the Lou Groza Award? I mean, what are we talking about here? Okay, I can hear that and I get all that. But my only thing is that in those positions, and especially when you have so much bias towards particular teams and particular coaches who are dealing with these defensive players, I just think it's a lot more difficult to break through among the, that position group and among being like the best defensive player in the country or the best linebacker or the best safety, whatever it may be. Because so many times people are going to lean towards Alabama players or Ohio State players or, or whoever, you know, these teams that are Georgia players, teams that are going to be in the national championship hunt. 
which Arkansas would need a lot to be to that position. But I feel like so many times they lean towards that, even though a player may have more tackles or be a better player overall, they're going to be like, well, who was the best player on the defense? Like, that's one thing. And that's kind of how I view it. But with KJ Jefferson, I'm not talking about the Heisman here because, he, you know, it's he, he could win the Heisman. I think everybody knows that if you listen to this podcast, I've been on the train that there's a possibility he could compete for the Heisman. And even the Maxwell Award, who's kind of like, I guess the Heisman, but it's not really the Heisman. It's the best player, but it's like whoever I think they always said whoever usually wins the Maxwell doesn't win the Heisman, whatever it may be. I'm not even talking about that one necessarily. I'm talking about the Davey O'Brien award being the best quarterback because as many great quarterbacks as there are in the land, the one thing that you can't deny many times from quarterbacks is that, okay, who did the most with the least on a team that ended up being successful and not making many mistakes and also being able to be a player that wasn't just a beneficiary of the system that they're in like people like look at like a will rogers at mississippi state and, and look at his numbers and say all the great things that he's done which he, he has and i'm not taking anything away from him but it doesn't matter who plays quarterback and under mike leach they're going to put up insane numbers i mean there's a reason why no quarterback under a mike leach system has really translated into the nfl it's a system it's like just throw out there and guys are just going to be in that system uh i think that even you know, Hendon Hooker over at Tennessee with, uh, oh, what's his name? I it's just uh, um, Hypel. Like, it's a great, he's a great quarterback, but it's such a such a beneficiary of the system that you're playing. Where no matter who's in that system, they're going to put up insane numbers. So I just don't think you can look at the the numbers themselves and say that's why a quarterback's going to be great. And also, it, you know, Bryce Young. We'll see what he does and, and all of that when it comes to maybe possibly winning the Heisman for a second year in a row. I don't think he will. But it could be a possibility. But my point is, in saying all this, is to say this, is that I think KJ is going to be able to be in a better position to where not only is he doing great things with his arm, but his legs is going or they're going to be a major factor in his game where he's going to be able to have an inordinate amount of rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns. He's limiting his mistakes. He didn't throw a lot of picks last year. And I don't expect that to happen again this year. I think he's going to spread the ball and spread the love. And he's going to be the guy on this offense that's going to lead Arkansas into that 10-win season that I've been trying to promote and get everybody on board with. I believe that's what's going to happen. I believe that's what can happen. And I believe K.J. Jefferson is going to be primed to have that type of season. Now, again, everything is like hinging on barring injury. We know injuries can happen in all of college football. You never know what to expect. But I really believe that K.J., could be in that position to where people look at the numbers that he has, look at the team he's on, and look at the success that that team had and say, you know what? It's hard to deny the fact that he's not one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the country because of all those things. Now, some people are probably going to be commenting in there in the comment section saying, well, you just mentioned biased against or with Bama and Georgia and all that. Or you don't think that people won't be biased at the quarterback position against Arkansas? Maybe, but I think less so. Because the numbers, the record will speak for itself, and the quarterbacks always get a lot more attention paid to them. You know, it's not like we're, oh, crap, I got to vote. Uh, I don't know really much about these players, but I know this player from Bama. The, there we go, on defense. Like, you don't, do, don't really do that. But I think at the quarterback position, since it's showcased so much, people pay a lot more attention to it. And I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the people who actually vote that they're not going to vote stupidly and biasly and just say, oh, well, who's the best quarterback on the best team? I will give it to them. Hoping that they actually go through it. But I think 
KJ Jefferson has a great chance of winning the quarterback of the year award. And who knows, maybe even more, maybe the Maxwell, maybe the Heisman. We'll see. Probably not, but it's a long shot. Hey, you never know, man. College football's crazy like that. But I like their chances. We'll see how it goes. But I honestly think that KJ has a great chance at it. I think Ray Stromberg, of course, has the best chance of winning it all. When it comes to that, I mean, if they're going to do a quick third one, uh, hoping Cam Little for the Lou Groza. I'm hoping because if that if he wins the Lou Groza, that means that not only is he Arkansas is making a lot of kicks, a lot of extra points, a lot of field goals, but it means that he hit some clutch field goals and clutch situations too, which we all would really appreciate that if he ended up doing that. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And that's what LinkedIn Jobs is here for, to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the personal and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one and delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we talked a little football. I do want to talk a little basketball as well for the Razorbacks because uh, as we really went into last week and talking about some of the stuff that Eric Musselman had to say, say and give his updates on everything, it's pretty incredible how even though we're in football mode, getting ready for the football season, I did a one-off of talking basketball. And on YouTube, at least, it was one of my most watched and listened to podcasts from last week, uh, which is awesome. Like, I love that because it just shows that even though it's football mode, people are still hungry to hear about basketball and about Eric Musselman and the and the team and, and what they're getting ready to do. So anyways, uh, a little bit of news on that front when it comes to uh, Razorback basketball, as we know, they're going to be playing in the Maui Invitational. Uh, over in Maui, and that's a, an exciting time, especially from November 21st to 23rd. Football season will kind of be coming to an end that week. Arkansas is going to be having a great tournament to play in, and the, and the eight teams that are involved in this tournament, of course, is the Razorbacks, Chaminade. We always know they're involved every single year. you got Arizona, Cincinnati, Louisville, Ohio State, uh, San Diego State, and Texas Tech. So I will say that there were probably a few other teams I really wish was in there instead, but you know, it's not it's not bad. I mean, anytime you can have a a good field of quality teams that could possibly make the NCAA tournament, it's always going to help your net ranking. That is such crap. But uh, I think the matchups could be really intriguing. And it was officially announced that Arkansas uh, on November 21st at I want to make sure that I get they're all in Eastern time in parentheses. OK, so four o'clock because, you know, you got the Hawaii time and then the Eastern time. So you got to throw it all off. Anyways, uh, the game in, in Maui will be at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time. Is it Standard Time? Central Time. Central Time. We'll just call it Central Time. Uh, 4 o'clock, and it'll be on ESPN2. And they'll be facing off against Louisville. So that's intriguing. You know, Louisville, a team and a program, a storied program that has had a lot of success and uh, is a team that's always going to be right there in the mix of an NCAA tournament bid and possibly competing for something great. So Arkansas will face off against them. 
And if they win, they will face the winner of Texas Tech and Creighton. Texas Tech was a really great team last year, uh, fell a little short in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then Creighton, we always know, is a good program as well. So if they win that, then they move on. And then depending on how that goes, they could face Ohio State, San Diego State, Cincinnati, Arizona. I think Arizona would be awesome to face just as far as high-quality games, if they can make that like the championship game. If it was Arkansas-Arizona in the championship game, that would be cool. Don't want to play Cincinnati. You already played them. Ohio State may be intriguing too, but San Diego State, we know that uh, Eric Musselman would probably love to play them considering the connections that he had over uh, to that area of the country. So, uh, But yeah, that's that's where it all lines up and everything. Now, uh, when I just said that I wish some better teams were in there, I guess the other side of that coin would mean that there are opportunities and great opportunities for Arkansas to actually win this freaking thing. Not to say that the teams are bad. I'm not saying like, oh, these are trash teams. Arkansas should win this going away. Like, no, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that it's very intriguing for the matchups to where Arkansas going into this invitational might be a top five, top 10 team at the time. I think on paper might be the best team of any one of these teams going into it. And if they won it, I would not be surprised. And think about how cool it is because we know how high the expectations are for this upcoming season. Like we know that people are thinking, like myself, that Arkansas could be a team that wins a national championship. Like they could compete for a national championship this year. A final four for sure. They could win the SEC. Like they're going to be that good when it's all uh, going on. So considering all of that, I think that if Arkansas was able to win the Maui Invitational, that suddenly would catapult them into not only being, oh, that's kind of a contender if everything goes right. It's like, holy crap, this early part of the season, they went out to Hawaii and beat a lot of good teams and won the Maui Invitational. They're bringing that trophy home. If they can go out and do that and take care of business in that regard, who's to say that they can't do more incredible things as the season goes on? Like, it would be a nice little, like, okay, this isn't just a joke. This is real. This isn't just false hope. This thing's for this. This is a real thing. This is legit. This team could do a lot of great things. Because even last year when they played in that Kansas City tournament, it's like they only played two games. They played Kansas State and Cincinnati, which they won, and it was awesome. But Kansas State was not that great of a team, and then Cincinnati was fine. But you know, it didn't really have the the same luster and allure to it all like the Maui Invitational does. Like this is one of the biggest uh, season tournaments mid-season tournaments you can have in college basketball so it sets up nicely for Arkansas if they end up taking care of business end up winning it I wouldn't be surprised and just think about how much confidence that would give you as a Razorback fan once the season really gets started for them to not only make some noise in the SEC but even able to make some noise once they get to the NCAA tournament so cool stuff going on there I wonder how many Razorbacks will be making the trip I'm still trying to make the trip uh still trying to you know, find a way to, to make it all work. Like I've talked to my, I talked to the one Oh three, seven, the buzz people. I was like, Hey, do you think you can do this? They're like, well, sure. If you fly yourself out, uh, but we, we, we may pay for your, your stay and everything, but if you fly yourself out, we'll consider it. I was like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. So that'll be something that once it gets closer to it, I'm sure we'll start talking about it a little bit more, but either way, got a great opportunity there for the Razorbacks. We'll get to our final segment here in just a second. BetOnline.net though, is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, and find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. 
BetOnline continues to be your top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening all today at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so uh, final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I try to do these, as you know, if you listen to the podcast a few times uh, every so often, just to show my appreciation to all of you who listen and subscribe, because I truly mean it. Like, um, I, uh, I, I, before I start kind of, I guess, going in through what I was actually going to say, I just wanted to say that like people don't realize that, yes, I do this, and yes, it's, I, do, I do have a job in this field, and I'm like one of the luckiest people in the world to be able to do something that they love, something that they enjoy, something that they enjoy talking about, and something that they actually get paid for and make a living on. So, like, it's, I'm very blessed and very fortunate to be able to be in this position to do what I do, how I do it, when I do it, and in the manner that I do it. And I, I can't tell you the love and passion that I have for it. It's something that I, I stumbled upon when I was, you know, just in college, and it really took off and really has just worked out awesome for me. And so, I'm very appreciative of that, and I'm very appreciative. Of everybody that's been with me through the years but over the weekend i hit three thousand uh, three thousand subscribers on the locked on razorbacks youtube page uh just over the weekend which for those of you who have been watching on youtube uh you're i mean i've only been doing that and putting videos on youtube of the podcast for seven months now roughly like the beginning of the year is about when it really got going and like that's incredible that's incredible. And I'm I'm very competitive. And there's some other locked on podcast hosts like the College Network guys that I'm trying to compete with. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to catch Auburn. They got like five and a half thousand. Who knows? Maybe this football season we can really make some tremendous strides. But to get to three thousand is incredible. And especially where I made a huge jump in the podcast subscribers this summer when nothing's going on. Like that's what makes it really cool is even though we don't have a football season to talk about or to break down or anything. The fact that there's been that many people that have been all in on this uh, on this podcast has just been it's awesome. Like that gives me such a, an awesome feeling that you all watch, you all enjoy, you all listen, and uh, it continues to grow. And that's all I really have ever wanted it to do. And that's all I ever want to do on this podcast is just to have fun talking Razorbacks with all of you. Now, obviously, it's not very interactive. It's not a transactional type of process. It's more just all of you listening or watching me. But still, it's just one of those things that makes like. You know, there's if there's ever days, you know, where which we all have these, like in any days that you ever get down on yourself or you're ever like not feeling extra motivated or not feeling um, like, you know, things are going your way or whatnot. Um, sometimes you just need that confirmation a little bit or that affirmation a little bit to know that, hey, what you're doing is working. What you're doing is good. What you're doing is something that is uh, is something worth doing. And when I see the people that are subscribing and listening and I like people come up to me outside and they say, Hey man, I love your podcast, which means the world to me when people say that. And, you know, and seeing the numbers grow each and every day and each and every week, whether it's subscribers or listeners or whatever it is like that, just, I can't tell you how good that makes me feel. Cause it means I'm trying, I'm doing whatever I'm doing is actually working. <laughs> and I question it a lot. You know, I doubt sometimes I'm like, am I do what am I doing good? Like, am I doing it the way it's supposed to be doing it? Cause I'm just flying by the seam of my pants here. I'm just trying to figure, I'm just walking through life, trying to figure out what the heck's going on. 
And so sometimes I just kind of like having that, that confirmation that, Hey, it's working. You know, and what you're doing is something that people do enjoy and people do like listening to. And so I just want to say thank you all. It's like, seriously, from the bottom of my heart for listening. And we're just really getting started because once football season hits folks, it's going to be balls to the wall. We're going to have wall to wall type of coverage of Razorback football. We're going to break down. We're going to preview. We're going to have so much fun doing that. And for all of you that's rode with me this whole time, and even you people in the comments section on YouTube that trash me all the time, I appreciate you too because at least you're watching and at least you're listening. So a big thank you to all of you out there as part of the Locked On Razorbacks Network. And appreciate all of you listening into the podcast. And if you haven't yet, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, as well as on YouTube. So we're continuing to grow that page as well. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We're going to keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.